Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The U.S. Senate is about to vote on a bill that would destroy marriage. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, in Orwellian doublespeak, H.R. 8404 is misnamed the Respect for Marriage Act, but actually it destroys marriage and opens the door to perversion. The bill overrides states' rights respecting marriage and undermines religious freedom, and it will do a significant amount of damage, not the least of which is codifying same-sex marriage as a federal law across the country. And we can talk, Holly, about some of the other bullet points and then begin to unpack it. But this is time-sensitive. The Senate returns today, and Senator Chuck Schumer from New York has promised that there will be a vote this week. In fact, it could be as early as tomorrow, but it'll be this week on this bill. They have, based on our count, at least four Republicans, so that gives them to 54, but Senator Tammy Baldwin, a Democrat from Wisconsin, now says that they have up to eight Republicans needing only two more to overcome this 60-vote filibuster. And if they get two more, according to her count, then this bill will pass and it'll go on to Biden for an ultimate signature since it's already passed in the House. So time really is of the essence to contact your members of the U.S. Senate. You can also fax them. You can go to lc.org. We have emails on that front page and also on lcaction.org, emails that you can respond to and send faxes to these senators to say stop 8404. You know, Matt, I suspect this came about because they are afraid that the Supreme Court will overturn Obergefell, just like it overturned Roe versus Wade, and they scrambled to try to codify abortion, don't you? That's exactly right. They scrambled. Uh, they're still scrambling to try to codify abortion, and now they're scrambling to codify same-sex marriage for that same reason, fearing yeah. that the 2015 5-4 opinion I mean, of Obergefell will be overturned. And in yeah. fact, three of those justices that were part of that 5-4 slim majority opinion are no longer there. They've been replaced. So that 2015 decision is on the same sand that Roe v. Wade was built on, and that is this idea of substantive due process or other matters related to things that are not in the Constitution. But this bill, Holly, goes way beyond same-sex marriage, as problematic as that is, because it would make it a federal law across the country. Yeah, it opens the door for all kinds of perversion. Yeah, including, for example, it forces federal government employees to comply and does not provide any conscience or religious exemption for anyone or any entity. So, for example, in Kentucky, where we represent Kim Davis, the Rowan County clerk at the time in 2015, Governor Matt Bevan, when he was elected to office in December of 2015 and took office, he accommodated her religious beliefs by an executive order. And then in April of 2016, unanimously, the Democrats and Republicans got together and they passed an accommodation for religious objectors, such as Kim Davis and others, that bill would be overridden 
by this H.R. 8404 that's already passed in the House and now is pending in the Senate. Yeah, I remember during that case, we had people, for example, one person that wanted to marry a bird or marry a computer. Here's what it does, and this is, the, this is where it really gets far beyond same-sex marriage. It requires states to recognize another state's marriage law, even if it's contrary to the state's own law. Mm-hmm. And this aspect of the bill goes far beyond same-sex marriage. For example, only a few states do not have age limits, California being one of those thus permitting marriage for any age. So a child bride, for example. And there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of these child brides, and they're different than what you normally think. You think of maybe two minors, maybe a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old, where one gets pregnant and they get married, or perhaps a, an 18-year-old with a 17-year-old, and there's one minor and they get married with the parent's consent, for example. But this is far beyond that because what these child bride situations are are older, much, much older men mm-hmm. marrying, actually having sexual relations and abusing girls as young as 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That's really trafficking. That's not marriage. <laughs> and then uh, entering into a marriage with them when they're small girls. And the problem is not only do they continue to abuse them, But even though they're now, quote, married, because there's no age limit, for example, in California, and California is one of the big states where there's a problem, so is Mississippi, what happens is these these brides are still minors. So they can't sign contracts, they can't sign a lease, they can't sign any document, they cannot file for divorce, they cannot run away, because if they run away, they're a minor. Mm -hmm. And if they run away and they stay in your house as a place of refuge or your location as a place of refuge, and they're a minor, even though they're married, you or the person can be charged with a crime for harboring a minor as a fugitive, and you could go to jail for that. So there's lots of different organizations that try to help child brides, but they are basically having their hands tied because they can't do much. These child brides can't escape until they're adults, because if they run away as minors, they'll get brought back. And obviously, they're so young as minors, they didn't consent to a quote-unquote marriage to begin with. Well, and we'll talk more about some of these terrible situations. Let's just look at Florida. Florida at one time did not have an age limit, and so it was like California, where you had these child bride marriages. But the law has now been changed, thanks to a woman who escaped a child bride marriage in Florida, Mm -hmm. and that law was amended. But the Florida law would be overridden by the California law if H.R. 8404 passes. What happened in her case is she was involved in a, like a cult kind of church, and the elder and deacon actually had sex with her as a minor, very young girl, like about 12 years old, Mm -hmm. And then they were also giving money to the parents to financially support them. And they ended up getting married at around age 14, and she was continually sexually abused until she was eventually able to escape. She brought this to the attention of the Florida legislatures. They closed that loophole. Florida does not allow anyone to get married now. There's an age limit, as most states require. The child bride marriages now combined under H.R. 8404, which would be exported across the country with regards to this particular law. 
would now have same-sex marriages, thus extending the male-female to same-sex adult-child marriage that's already starting to happen in some of these states. The bill also allows one person to marry another in one state, a different person in another state, and then demand a third state to recognize both, even though they're polygamous marriages. Now, all 50 states ban polygamy. Utah's quite an exception. Utah has a lot of polygamous relationships ongoing. There's been no criminal prosecution of polygamy for 49 years. They decriminalized polygamy, and now it is basically a slap on the wrist with a traffic fine kind of level. No more can you be fined greater than $750. That's the maximum fine and possibly community service. That would be the maximum. So it's a slap on the wrist. Utah has essentially turned a blind eye to polygamy. There's lots of polygamous families in Utah. And when you start to look at polygamy, um, it's not what the media tries to present, that it's this one happy group of people. There is an incredible amount of research and information out there about the abuse of polygamy in polygamous relationships and the women that are abused in these relationships. Plus, when you get these polygamous communities, what you find is you have child brides being forced to marry an uncle, a relative, by their parents who are polygamist, and these girls are forced into these relationships that they don't want to do. Finally, I would say, once you establish a federal policy that gender is irrelevant to marriage, as H.R. 8404 does, the consequences will extend the LGBTQ agenda. Yeah, this is blasphemous, Matt. I mean, God created marriage between one man and one woman, and this is a total perversion of that. Well, the Senate is coming back today. They will vote as early as tomorrow or certainly this week. That's what they have promised, and they are very close to passing this bill. Go to lc.org, look at one of the emails there with regards to this issue. Go open that email, send a fax to members of the Senate today. Make your voice heard, make phone calls as well. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.